The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. I'm Mark Reynolds. And I'm Tom Swain. And we discuss the film and entertainment industry spotlighting several original screenplays which must be produced. Yeah. Uh, in a bit, we're going to dive into writing what you know. Now, we've talked right. about it before, but I want to talk about it again, so there. <laughs> that's... Hey, that's going to happen on this damn show. Yeah, we're at episode 71 so some things are going to be talked about again i mean you know i have been inundated with messages about my boogie nights slash high school story it's nuts people are extraordinarily interested in it and my career as a kid which is very odd your kid career i don't have anything to add to the porn movie story unfortunately (laughs) Maybe write a screenplay about it. We kind of talked about that. Yes. But it was making me think about when I was a kid, though, and this story will fold nicely into the write what you know theme later on. So I was waxing nostalgic about when I was 13 or 14 and needed to get my hands on a Playboy. Mm -hmm. You notice I said I needed Needed. a Playboy or Playboys, plural, right? preferably. Only way really to do that back then was to buy them from the drugstore. Which, you know, everyone in there knew you. Exactly. And they kept the Playboy and Penthouse magazines behind the counter. You had to ask for them. The good stuff. So if they were on the magazine rack in the back of the store, I would have shoplifted them for sure. No doubt (laughs) about that, but they weren't. So my 13, 14-year-old self had to, one, get up the nerve to ask the 60-year-old female clerk (laughs) for a men's magazine, and two, somehow appear to be a 20-year-old in my 13, 14-year-old body. Right. I'd like to purchase a Playboy, (laughs) ma'am. Ugh. I always had a few other things to buy, like a comb mm-hmm. and a Snickers, shit like that. You know, that'll fool. Right. So I asked this lady clerk, old enough to be my grandmother, mind you. And she went ahead and grabbed a Playboy and rang me up. Score. You know? Uh-huh. I gave her the money. She opens up a bag, puts the other shit in there. Yes. That I didn't need. Right. And she goes to slide the magazine in, right? Uh-huh. Of course, for whatever reason, the Playboy just wasn't going into the bag smoothly. Oh, God. So this lady's trying to shove this magazine <laughs> in the bag, and she makes eye contact with me. And with a bright smile, she's like, these girls just don't want to get in this bag now, do they? <laughs> Never been so embarrassed in my short life. (laughs) That's good. So awkward. Oh, my God. However, girls, (laughs) I had an innovative mind as a kid. Uh Uh-huh. So there was this new thing, okay? At the same shopping center, by the way. A recycling dumpster was placed behind the shopping center. So for paper products, magazines, and stuff like that, okay, you could do that. And there was not a big recycling thing back in the 70s, but this was a new thing. So I told my buddy that we should periodically dumpster dive to maybe Uh find a few nudie magazines. That's it. You never knew. It's a lot of work, but sometimes. Got to do it. So we did it. Every few days we'd check. It was just paper. Not all that gross. Yeah. You know. Then it happened. (laughs) 
there were several paper grocery bags in there. So I jumped in and checked and boom! Jackpot, baby! Jackpot! I mean, seriously. Three or four bags crammed (laughs) full of Playboys and penthouses. Yes! So some dude's girlfriend or wife didn't approve or he got religious. Something (laughs) happened. Who gives a shit? They were there. Right. We lugged the bags back to my house and there you go. That was great. A friend of mine had a genius idea Uh of going to the new Borders bookstore in the back. They dump all the books into whatever they don't sell that month. That's where they put it all. They just put it all in the dumpster. Yeah. And so every day we would go back there and check and check and check and check. Finally, <laughs> he scored like three Playboys. Telling you, man. The, the best, the, right? Yes. I mean, that was it. The angels sang, and they shouldn't have, <laughs> no. quite frankly. It was the little devil on your shoulder, yeah. and the angel over here saying, whatever. So there you go. There's our kid's story. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk to someone? Yeah! All righty. It's time for the Writer's Roundup where we find out what other people are doing to shine a spotlight on their projects and chat for a few minutes. This time around, we welcome Hank Bird, an award-winning filmmaker and screenwriter. Hey, Hank, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. good. So award-winning. Please elaborate. Okay. <laughs> so I've uh, entered a few contests, uh, Bare Bones Film Festival, Screen Fest, a few other film festivals that I've been in, you know, won some awards for screenwriting, placed in a lot of film festivals for screenwriting. So, yeah. Now, what does that do for your your mental state? That must put you on a little pedestal, right? No, not really. really? I, I liken it to, I hang around with a lot of comedians. Okay. So, I do a lot of work. I do film work too. So I I filmed a lot of comedians. And so I liken it to trying out material in a new room. Okay. All right. So, you know, you got like comedians, they get in, you know, they get in a little creative space. So they try out new material in a room. And so I do that with screenplays. I put them in um, contests and it kind of lets me know where I am Mm -hmm. as far as my script is concerned, you know? So it lets me know, am I on the right track? Do I need to do some things better? Okay. That's a good take. Yeah. See, for me, it would just be this ego burst. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm the best. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Yeah. All right, so you're gra- you're more grounded than me, obviously. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> most people are. Don't worry about that. Now, I have to ask this. How many screenplays have you completed? Not working uh, on, but have been completed? Probably about 10. 10, all right. Nice. And what mm-hmm. is the biggest obstacle you've encountered thus far in trying to get stuff produced? Probably the same as everybody else is um, getting it in the hands of somebody that can actually do something with it. Representation. I just got a manager maybe a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I've been doing it a while, but I, I you know, it's getting represented is hard. Yeah. And then and with even being represented, getting work, steady work is hard. Getting produced is hard. I mean, it's work out there, but it's hard to get produced. It's a big thing. I've been optioned like probably three times already. But still hasn't, you know, still haven't been produced yet. Okay. Now, when you went to get a manager, Mm -hmm. was that a struggle to do that or did it pretty much come easy? I would say that it was a a stroke of luck. I um, was doing a project for a friend of mine. He had written a script and he needed me to do a rewrite on it. It's called Blackdom. It's about the first all-black township built in New Mexico in the early 1900s. Oh, okay. And so um, 
he he had brought on a writer at first, and then um, the writer wrote a draft that he really didn't like. So he brought me on. I did a lot of research and just redid it, you know. So that got us an option and everything else. And and he put me in contact with with a friend of his who subsequently became my manager. So yeah, just kind of a kind of a hookup kind of thing. You know, I did some work for him, and you know, he he hooked me up with the guy that really has done a lot for me. But yeah, but getting represented is is really hard. So right, right place, time. right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like most you. things in Hollywood. So what are you currently working on right now? So currently, well, I'm a, also a filmmaker. So I'm working on the first season of my series called Blurds. Um, we're we currently have a distribution deal with Tubi, and so we're on cool. we're on Tubi right now. The first pilot episode where yeah. uh, we have a, it's a six episode season. So we are finishing episode three right now, and been working on that. We still are working on Blackthumb. We actually have a company that's very interested in it. And so we are, but because of COVID, all that yeah, got right. put on, put on ice. So um, we're going to be picking back up on that really soon. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of paid jobs. I, you know, I do a lot of script doctoring, a lot of edit jobs, stuff like that. So, um, so you're busy, but yeah, cool. busy, busy. And I'm also shopping a superhero pilot called Port Titan, hmm. which uh, got a lot of traction in, in uh, film festivals. But yeah, yes. if you speak to the to the ego thing, it, it got a lot of laurels. So, wow. <laughs> so it, you know, I got you. Believe me. How about sharing your contact info with us? Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Um, on social media, you can look me up as Hank Bird or Screenwriter Hank. Um, you can usually find me on most social media with Hank Bird, though. Okay. Perfect. Hank, Hank Bird, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. All right. No take problem. care. Take care now. Bye. Have a good one. All right. There you go. The Writer's Roundup. Yeah. And if you want to do that do it. beyond Writer's Roundup, mm-hmm. then go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com and go to the contact page, and you figure it out. Because I'm not going to walk you (laughs) by hand through this. If you can't figure that out, then that's on you, man. All right. Dig me? All right. I can dig it. And also, you can go to, uh, what's the thing? (laughs) MakeMyDamnMovie.com. And you can send us a message. Yes. Again, the contact page. That page is jam-packed. It's good. So you can do that if you want. (laughs) That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to read messages. I have sh- I had to talk. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I was over here <laughs> doing something else. Come back. Yeah. Doing a podcast. Guess. Messages for MakeMyDamnMovie.com. Allison, Inglewood, California. I like that you use the word brash to describe one of your female characters. To me, it means strong and irreverent. Ah. Calling a woman brash is perfectly acceptable. Yes, I know. Well, that's why I did it. You don't need to tell me that. Tell me something <laughs> I don't already know. Banned. You can't listen anymore. Wait, wait, what? Banning Allison oh. from Inglewood. Garrett, Westminster, Colorado. Amazing that Mark actually took someone else's advice and changed one of his own log lines. Never thought that would ever happen. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> also banned. Dick lick. What an asshole. <laughs> Caroline, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Does one receive a trophy for biffing? Because by my count, Tom got every single movie quote and TV trivia answer wrong on episode 70. Mm -hmm. That was painful. It sure was. It was. Painful for you. Brisbane, Australia. The writer's roundup thing is awesome. I love hearing other writers pluses and minuses makes me feel less alone. No, you're still alone. (laughs) Trust me. Victor. 
Farmington, New Mexico. I like Tom's staff picks. Fuck you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> asshole! Jeez. Rub it in. This is just a running joke now. I guess. Yeah, I know. My whole life's a running joke. Hang on. Okay. Isaac, Oakland, California. What the hell kind of high school did Mark go to, man? <laughs> Porn chicks and whatnot? Damn. I feel like I seriously got ripped off. Yeah, you did. Uh-huh. What a time it was like to that. be alive. Yeah. Reading, yeah. writing, and whores. <laughs> There you go. That's great. I don't feel good. Tired. Again. So tired. I'm always tired. You know, if I counted up the times I've said I'm tired on Uh this podcast, I would lose count. Yes. I mean, it's so many times. So is that just a habit that I'm just saying that, or am I really tired? Mm, I think uh, I'm really tired. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to pass on. I'm ready to die. Whoa. I really am. I mean, I'm good with it. I'm fine with You're it. You're good with death? Oh, yeah. Fuck! I prefer death. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Please. Sounds good to me. Oh, the thing. The movie quotes game. Yay. Really? <laughs> really? I don't know if I'd be saying yay. It was ironic. It was an ironic yay. You did poorly last time, so try uh, to redeem yourself this time. This is where I ask you a movie a quote. Statement. And you try to tell me what movie it's from. <laughs> Here's your first one. Whoever said orange was the new pink was seriously disturbed. That's easy. It is? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um... Um, L. Woods, say... Reese Witherspoon, uh... Legally Blonde. Okay, I've never seen that movie. You haven't? Mm-mm. You know what? I haven't either, but I knew that it would be easy. Damn it. That's kind of a classic line. Here we go. He was wearing my Harvard tie. Can you believe it? My Harvard tie. Like, oh, sure. He went to Harvard. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's my mind right now. Nothing? <sighs> Lewis Winthorpe the third. Does that help? I gave you the character's name. Lewis Winthorpe Win- the third. Caddyshack? Dan Aykroyd. Trading Places. Wow. Ah! <laughs> Surprised. That's a great movie. I haven't seen that in a long Damn time. Damn it. Maybe I'll check it out soon. Okay. Amazing Tradition. They throw a great party for you on the one day they know you can't come. There? Michael Gold. I'm giving you the character's names. Michael Gold said this. Jeff Goldblum played Michael Gold. Why can't I think of it? The fly. Big Lebowski? Wow! <laughs> the big chill. Shame oh. on you. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. You've never seen The Big Chill? Well, that's a good one. Okay. Oh, well, it's going on my list. That was painful. Hold on, let me get back no, to my thing for the here. I gotta do okay. Time for the cards. Yeah, the trivia gonna... pursuit cards, the TV uh, cards that I found in my garage without the game. Here's your first one. 
Who are the Flintstones' next-door neighbors? The Rubbles. First names, please. Barney Rubble. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Betty. Betty Rubble. <laughs> Son <Wow>. of a <laughs> bitch. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> hey, that was close. No, it was you not. You asked who the, the neighbors were. And then first names. I'm looking at the card. It has Betty and Barney yeah, Rubble. you're so. looking nope. at the card. Go. Next one. What is the Stalag number that is home to Hogan's heroes? Oh, so easy. Stalag 13. Son of a... The sitcom about the Nazis. Right. So that was nice. <laughs> what possessed them to make a show, a comedy show... I don't know. About being in a concentration camp. And then Bob Crane, the, the star of the show, was like a Whoa, wild he pervert. Was crazy. <laughs> he was nuts. Some weird stories about yeah, him. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> what product does Carl Malden endorse on TV? Or what product did Carl Malden endorse on TV? Carl Malden. <sighs> Mutual of Omaha. No. American Express Traveler's Checks. Oh, that's Yeah, great. okay. Now, if you get this one, I'll be really, really impressed. What sandwich spread does Beaver Cleaver not like? Peanut butter. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. He's like the most mayonnaise motherfucker that ever lived. <laughs> well, you got that wrong. So... By my count, you that got was... none of them right again. You biffed it again. <sighs> like that uh, person said in the, I'm not looking for that. Yeah, name. it's not worth it. No, it is not worth it. Damn it. <laughs> wow. No. See. No more of that. I'm not going to work the board anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get someone to do it? Sure. I don't do it very well. Oh. 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 But see, I can do all. Yeah. I can push buttons mm -hmm. on this bank. Just leave it on that bank. It's got to be. That's, that's what I get when I work the board. <laughs> is that. Fuck you! <sighs> Unbelievable. It's the Make this My Damn Movie staff picks where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. Well, actually, Tom... <laughs> <laughs> Mentioned the movie and people say, oh, it's so good. And, oh, well, yeah, 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 I don't know about, fuck off. I don't know about that this time. All right. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. This one might be uh, a little controversial, especially oh. with you. Uh-oh. This franchise is just a nightmare for oh, a you. A franchise movie? Why? Because it's damn good. What is it? I watched this fairly recently and I was like, hmm. That actually was not a bad movie. It was 1986. Oh, okay. Let me just read the thing. A New York City reporter, Sue Charlton, goes to Aust the Australian outback to interview a legendary man who survived a crocodile attack named Mick Dundee. Really? After spending a few days touring the safari park, which he works for, and also she was saved from a croc attack by Mr. Dundee, okay. Sue invites him to come back with her to visit New York. So, like a fish out of water, Mick leaves Australia for the first time for the jungle of Manhattan. It's a... Wait, 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 w
Crocodile Dundee. The first one. Part one. Okay. Is that it? It was the 80s, man. No, no, no. I got you. Remember, we loved Australia. Listen. Mad Max. That's not a life. Yes. Listen, when I was stuck on that motherfucking train (laughs) back in 2001 Uh for that fucking trip that inspired a great screenplay sleeper sleeper car, car which we'll talk about later. But anyway. Inspired by this event. Let me tell you something. They ran two fucking movies on that thing in a (laughs) loop. Crocodile Dundee 3. I don't know. know, I've actually never seen that one. And then one with David Arquette, which should tell you everything. Run, spot, run. Never seen it. Don't. I can tell it to you from start (laughs) to finish, line by line, because that's all there was to do. There was no, you know, streaming shit on your... How many times did you watch these movies? nightmare. 25, I think. It was awful. (laughs) Then I'm thinking on the train trip back, at least they'll change it. No. No, it was it was, it was the no. same fucking no. yeah. Oh my gosh, it was the worst in the world. Are you done? <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Are you? I'm done. So crocodile Dundee. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. It was good. There was some rough parts that don't really hold up. <laughs> yeah, really? That's shocking. Uh, mine uh, stuff pick is. <laughs> I just keep remembering that fucking train trip. Beautiful Joe from 2000. It stars Sharon Stone and Billy Connolly. I don't think you've seen this. I don't no, think I've made you watch this. does not sound familiar. So a stripper, oh, like at my high school. <laughs> no, a stripper named Hush, uh-huh. Sharon Stone, becomes a con artist and gets into mega trouble with the mob, owing them a bunch of money. Mm. So, of course, she heads to the track. Right. Why not? Like you do. And that's where she runs into Joe, the flower shop owner, Billy Connolly. Mm. He's just been diagnosed with a brain tumor. He wins a jackpot at the track. Hush steals his winnings. Mm-hmm. But later on, Joe tracks her down and forces her to take him to the mob to get his money back, which mm. he does by explaining to the gangsters what happened. But only because they mistake him for a syndicate kingpin they've heard about but never met. And when they find out he's a florist, mm-hmm. they are not happy. Tons of coincidences in this movie. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, check out a beautiful Ajo. <laughs> Auto. And if you want to watch it, oh, there it is. I don't. I don't even have a case for it. Yeah, yeah. I just have the disc, just a plastic yeah. disc cover. Yeah, because in um, what's the store over here that does the DVDs? McKay, McCoy, oh, McKay's. McKay's. McKay's used books. McKay's, that's yeah, right. You go there all the, the time. The used bookstore, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because you can steal the discs. If you take the disc out of the thing, the cover, yeah. you can take them. I stole that. So you just stole yeah, this out that. of yeah, McKay's? Yeah, I took that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was only like 25 cents, so I'm like, I'll just take it. I don't have time to stand out <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, why not? But you can't take the case. Because no. that, that's where the thing is that'll make the thing go off at the door. Well, I've been in there recently and purchased a movie. Yeah. And the movie was not in the case. There's a time. reason for that. Well, you're holding it. <laughs> it wasn't Beautiful Joe. No. They found out people were doing that. Well, I went to the front and the girl got it Yeah, they it get it, it from behind the counter, but yeah. they didn't used to do that. You could steal them all day oh. long. Yeah, I'd walk See, out of there with 10, 20 discs. They said, here's Mark coming yeah. in. Yeah. All the time. We'll fool him this time. Okay, we were going to talk about today. Oh, write what you know. Write what you know. And that's what I wanted to talk about with these screenplays. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, 
I was looking at them the other day. I'm like, man, that's a great little story in this screenplay. The flip side, I'll read you the log line. An unlikely alliance of high school stoners and jocks joined forces in 1977 to hatch a zany scheme to stop their meddling principal's attempt to keep them from going into porn. Oh, no, that was my (laughs) real high school. To keep them from working at a popular burger joint. Okay, now. Right. There's a lot of fiction, of course, in the screenplay. But, but there's, there's a part. Real... Yeah, there's a part where the kids hatches their another scheme to go steal a bunch <laughs> of pot from a very mean pot dealer that they know about. Not just a bunch of pot, like actual plants growing yeah, in the ground. The pot plants, roots and all. <laughs> like okay. so, so that happened. Like I did pulling that. up corn. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. There's a grocery store. The there's a grocery store now there where that happens. Yes. I shop in that grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Get the milk where you got the dairy. your pot plants. Yeah. It's the dairy yeah. section is where that happened. For real. <laughs> so that happened. Right. What you know. Uh-huh. And this is a comedy script. But I put that in there because I thought, this is fucking great. And every time I read it, this is true. I'm like, wow, what a great scene. And I literally forget that really happened. (laughs) You lived that (laughs) scene. Wait a minute. What the hell? (laughs) And that's what you got to do. I think in your screenplays is write what you know. We just talked about that awful train trip that I took. Well, that inspired sleeper car, another fabu script. And here's the stupid thing. Sleeper car, a pragmatic advertising executive who is in a slump, befriends a wise porter in a, wow, in a slump. That's me. My life is a slump. Wow. This is about me. A thing advertising slump, befriends a wise porter in a kind-hearted prostitute on a miserable train trip to a crucial meeting, but gets sidetracked in an unfamiliar world. So what happened is I took this awful train trip. And you got to watch... Crocodile Dundee Part 3. That tells you everything about that train trip (laughs) and run, spot, run. Ah. Anyway, so I took that trip and built this comedy screenplay around it. And wow. That's it. It's like, cool. So I took all the bad parts of the trip that really happened, Mm -hmm. put them in the screenplay, and then I kind of built little side roads all around it to make a fantastic screenplay. Again, write what you know. My very first screenplay, Radio Chaos. I'll read the log line. There we go. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Tired again? A gung-ho teen in 1981 recruits college-age rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's small-town radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. Now, that is true. Mm -hmm. All that happened. That happened to me when I was a young boy. Yeah. After the porn girls. After the porn girls. But anyway, (laughs) after high school. So right out of high school. But what happened is I took that little deal in my life and made a whole freaking screenplay about it. And most everything in that is actually drawn from real life. Yeah. In that particular thing. Now we got to kind of go back to the flip side, the, the one where I stole scene. the pot. Yeah. There's also a scene in there where these kids, because CB radio was a big thing back then. Yes. Late <coughs> 70s, early yeah. 80s. 
All that. It was huge. Okay. So we had CBs in the car, mm -hmm. and me and my buddy would get stoned and just, you know, hey, fuck you, fuck you. You can't do that. <laughs> Especially back then. It's like, what? Yeah. But what we didn't really realize, because we were stupid as shit, is that CB radios have a little meter on them that tells you the strength where the person I didn't realize is. realize that. Yeah. That's crazy. And so these guys in four by four pickup trucks kind of tracked us down, kept us going. They the meter and yeah. Tell you where and they you're found broadcasting us. from. Yeah, they found us and Yikes. they honed in on us because we were just sitting in a parking lot smoking pot and doing that. And they found us and I peed myself. <laughs> I did that a lot when I was a kid. Believe well, me. you got yourself into piss pants uh, circumstances many, many times again. Man. So I put that in the screenplay. Right. And it turned out to be quite a dramatic that scene was, in a comedy. That was right? a good dramatic scene. But then, in that, boom! In the flip side. The comedy switch gets turned on right at, you know. So you got to yeah. kind of pick and choose. You got to juggle it. All right. This is why I don't write screenplays, because my life is boring. No, it's not. So You've that. done a lot of crap, man. Stealing pot. <laughs> <laughs> Pissing people off on the CB radio. Hijacking radio stations, for God's sakes. Buying Playboys from old ladies <laughs> in drugstores. Now that I didn't know. That <laughs> I didn't do. That's why I went in behind uh, the bookstore. Hey, got to get them where you got to get them. There's no way I'm going to buy a Playboy from the drugstore where oh, I know man. the guy that works there. Well, he I didn't know her. But, berate me. But the thing is, is that I didn't really talk about the before all that because mm -hmm. I'm just walking around waiting for no one to be at the counter <laughs> and lurking around. And she I'm must sure they're like, oh. like, is this kid going to steal something? She should have just said, hey, kid, just buy a Playboy. Come on. Yeah. I'll buy it for you. Get the fuck out of the store, <laughs> stupid idiot. All right. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Good. Bye. Wait. Oh, no. You got to go to the website. Oh, yeah. Go to the website. MakeMyDamnMovie.com? Yes. All right. Now we can say laters or bicycle. Uh, uh, you're tired. <laughs> Always tired.